More now from Hong Kong's top story. This year, we are partnering with Hong Kong Free Press and Pen Hong Kong to run this annual short story competition, and we're accepting entries right now. This evening, you can have a chance to hear the winning pieces of 2016. The story comes from Ariel Wong, the second prize winner in the junior category, and her story is read by Diana Bruce. The spray of rain hits the window. Half sitting up in my bed, I gaze at it without focus, as any woman my age would. The clock is tick-tocking away. It's almost 4pm now, and I'm still waiting. Waiting. Waiting for... What am I waiting for? The rain is so heavy that everything outside is bleached white. The hanging flower pots are probably soaked inside out. Their yellow blossoms drooping under the downpour. Water drains down the pipe at a corner of my room, creating a swooshing sound akin to that of a stream. The room is silent aside from that, and the humming of the... that metal box at the top left-hand corner of the window, blowing out gusts of cold wind. What's that called? Uh, an air something. I feel feel that I must know these things. The someone or something I'm waiting for, the name of the machine. I feel it just nagging at the back of my mind. So very frustrating. Is it an air cooler? Air blower? Does it even start with air? That box, whatever it is, must be expensive. We didn't have one back in the squatter hut my father built by the hillside of Shepkit May. We didn't have windows either, just gaping holes in the wooden walls. When it was raining hard, like it often does during the summer, some of the water would bounce in and spray us as we slept, momentarily cooling the five sweating bodies that snuggled together on the only bed in the hut. We would put buckets and basins around to collect the rainwater that leaked in from the worn roof too. My two brothers and I loved watching the rain, how it dropped into the containers and rippled the surface of the water already inside. Is it my brothers I'm waiting for? My parents, maybe. No, that couldn't be. I remember that they are gone, unless they're here to guide me to the beyond. That is possible, seeing how old I am. How old am I now? I can narrow it down. No, not even the decade. It's not as simple as counting the rings of a tree. But seeing my skin is wrinkled up and I'm bedridden, maybe I'm past my seventies? Either way, I surely look like the evil old hag from Snow White now. I hope I won't seem so old in heaven. If dying means being youthful and with my parents... Maybe it's not too bad. Better stop my mind from wandering off too much. It's tiring wondering about everything. It makes me feel sleepy. And if I slept, I might miss what I'm waiting for. Whatever it is. Why do I even think that I should be waiting for something? My eyelids are so heavy now. Well, a little nap wouldn't hurt. You awake? I look up to the voice. A feminine face pops in by the door. Short ebony hair framing a soft expression. 
She strikes me as a friendly type of girl. Everything about her is gentle. The way she smiles, the way she waves, everything. Sorry I'm late, got caught in the traffic. How are you feeling? She continues speaking and sets about to pour a cup of water. The woman is petite and seems to be in her late twenties. She's wearing a forest green cardigan that looks like it's hand-woven. Beneath it is a plain t-shirt with the word cats on it in cursive that goes past the waistline of a pair of jeans. Definitely not a nurse like those I see around here. Who is she? Should I know her? Want to have a drink? She offers me the cup while staring at me through her brown-rimmed spectacles. I mumble a thank you and accept it. She then settles down on the chair beside my bed. You all right? She asks, giving me a gentle smile. But I don't miss the worry etched into her features. And here comes that feeling again. I must have seen her before. I may even know her. But for the life of me, I can't remember anything about her. Why does this keep happening? Hey, you okay? She's looking at me expectantly. I can't let her know I've forgotten her, can I? This will certainly hurt her feelings. Yeah, I'm fine, just tired. You don't need to worry yourself about it, I reply. Right. She puts my empty cup away before fishing out a cardboard box from her backpack and giving it to me. There you go, she says. Open it. I do as I'm told and pull out a metal mug. It's painted green with little yellow flowers dotted everywhere. A fluffy sheep drawn on the side. I bought this to replace the one that was broken last week, she explains. Your last green cup. I remember that when you first came here... You complained about how everything is beige here. So not your type. You love green, so I got you a green one for your birthday last year. But that one broke, so here is the new one. And it's metal, so it won't break that easily. I look at the cup. Do I love green? Since when have I loved green? Beige isn't that bad. Not worth kicking up a fuss over, right? And I've had a breakable green cup before. I thought my cup has always been that dull plastic one I've just drunk from. How much have I forgotten about myself? About my relatives? My friends? I remember them all right. But seeing as I'm this old now, they must have aged from how they were in my memory. What if I've forgotten some of them without noticing? If they were completely lost to me, would I even remember they existed? This thought gives me chills. Better not dwell on it too much. I feel like I'm someone from science fiction, switched into a body that does not belong to me. But at the same time, this probably is me. The name is mine, at least. But I certainly have no recollection of how I came to be here in this time, this place. It's like it's the first time I've experienced everything here. Really, given my condition... <gasps> Wait! That's right! It's an air conditioner! I blurt out.
and gaze at said machine. Huh? She questions besides me. Glancing back at her, I see that she's frowning at me. Oh, goodness, do I always act so dumb? It's nothing, I reply, embarrassed. Um, so, do you like it? Like what? She gestures towards my lap. The mug, of course. Oh, I lift up the cup and take a good look. I do. It's lovely. Glad you like it. She stares down, hands fumbling. I've got some other thing to tell you. I should have broken the news to you a few days ago, but, well, I just... I just... She shakes her head, then looks at me and says, Okay, no worries. I'm going to tell you right now. She pauses. I nod for her to continue. She takes a deep breath. Remember Karen? Who? She seems to notice how lost I look and continues to talk. You know, that community centre in Tune 1 that puts on plays. She's the girl who played an old lady. You two talked after the play and became friends afterwards. She later decided to study performing art because you encouraged her. And when she graduated, she invited you to see her performance. You've been so proud of her, you know. But not long after she was out of school, she was diagnosed with lung cancer. You always visited and supported her after learning about it. She perked up every time you appeared, despite how tired she'd been. Later, you had to move in here because of your own condition. It deteriorated, and you couldn't get to her as frequently. And just a few days ago, on Tuesday, she... She's breathing hard now. In, out, in, out, in, out. She said I had to tell you. Not fair to you, keeping you in the dark. She told me I had to tell you. Tell you that... that... She... she passed away on Tuesday. Her voice cracks at the last sentence. Tears streaming down her face. Her shoulders shake uncontrollably. My vision is blurred. I want to cry with her. I feel like someone is gripping at my heart hard, like a part of me has been ripped out. When I was eight years old, I pestered my father about the whereabouts of my mother, and he told me, in much the same way, that she didn't make it through her pneumonia. I see it now. But the saddest thing is, I'm not sure whether I'm crying for a dear friend I've long forgotten, the nice girl I've just learned of, or the broken woman weeping in front of me. I'm sorry. I'm at a loss as to what else to say. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I can't even cry for the right person, however much I try. No, there's nothing you need to apologise about, the woman manages to say. 
I should be the one apologising. I mean, oh gosh, I keep dampening the mood everywhere I go. She smiles, but it doesn't quite reach her eyes. There it is again, the feeling of something being painfully familiar. But this time, I know where it comes from. You should smile more, I tell her. You look pretty when you smile, like Kath. As an afterthought, I add, you know, my granddaughter. The woman stares at me with wide, reddening eyes, her last teardrops rolling down her cheeks, just like the raindrops on the window pane. Then the corners of her mouth lift up to a grin, but I don't know what it means. If that's so, <laughs> I will smile more for you, she laughs, and then she hugs me, a light affectionate squeeze, affection that must have roots beyond just today. It feels like love. It warms you from the inside and brings a smile to your face. We both stay like that for a while, content to be in each other's company, silently. Aside from the air conditioner, and, oh, the drizzle has long stopped. The yellow flowers are now facing skyward proudly, petals glistening with the remaining beads of rain. Kath must love those flowers. The combination of yellow and green is her favourite. Where is she now? Speaking of which, do you know when Kath will visit? I pull back and ask. She looks troubled. Well, Kath, uh, you know, um, she... Oh, silly me, you've probably never met my granddaughter. I realise my mistake, but she's still not eased. How about I tell you about her? Sure, she beams at me, then why not? That was Diana Bruce reading the story by Ariel Wong, the second prize winner of Hong Kong's Top Story 2016 in the junior category.